Arizona, Arizona Sports, the local the sports local leader. Sports leader. Burns and Gamble, the four o'clock reset. Four o'clock reset. All right, we're halfway home on this Friday afternoon, so we got to get you caught up on what's going on in sports. Let's do a quick run through all the top stories of the day and some other stuff we haven't talked about yet either. Mitch, take it away. You got the reset so for it's us. Time to hit the button. It's not championship or bust, but it's championship. Hmm. Matt Ishbia reaffirming his claims that he is focused on one thing and one thing only when it comes to the Phoenix Suns, a championship. We're going to try to win championships every year. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, in five years, we're going to plan to do this. (laughs) Don't get excited about my draft picks in five years. We're going to try to win this year, and then we're going to try to win next year. Yeah, and he does say, like, look, I'm smart enough to understand we're not going to win every year, but we're going to try to win every year. We're not looking at draft picks. And, you know, you look at the money they spent just in going out and making that deal for Royce O'Neal, just adding $20 million in salary and tax to bring in Royce O'Neal. Why? Because he believes it makes them a better basketball team. Gives them a better chance to win. Yeah. Look, his level of commitment, it's everything we ever could have hoped for out of the owner of the Phoenix Suns when we were going through this year and a half ago. They were trying to find the guy. We're going to talk more about this championship or bust idea in the next segment and take some callers a little later on this hour about it, too. So, well, I'll I'll save a little bit. But strong comments today on Bickley and Murata from Matt Ishbia, for sure. Of course, Ishbia was making the rounds today on All-Star Break. I even saw he was on the Pat McAfee show today with the All-Star Break in Indianapolis. And that's right. The NBA is officially on break. I think the Bucks got there a day early. If you watched the way they lost to the Grizzlies last night, Doc Rivers, none too pleased. We come back in this on our set. Two guys forget what we're running. Then we miss the shot and then nobody gets back. That's how we start out the third quarter. That tells you all you need to know about where our heads were. We had some guys here and we had some guys in Cabo. Does TNT go- do uh, gone fishing at the All-Star break? <laughs> no, they didn't. But that, that basketball team, I didn't watch a minute of that game. That is about as strong a thing a coach could say about his team. Wow. He basically saying they checked out. They were gone. They, they were not interested in playing this basketball game. And Doc Rivers called them out. They're 3-7 and seven under Doc since he took it's over. incredible. They're going to sign Danilo Gallinari. So they're going to get Gallinari. So he'll come play for them. And Giannis is in there saying, look, do we want it? Like questioning his teammates. Like, do we want it? Because there's a belief that maybe they don't. <laughs> so even Giannis is challenging his teammates. He says, we have to want it, man. He, um, he said, enough with all the talk. Don't stink mentality. Do we really want it? Are we putting in the work? Are we going to put in the effort? Are we going to fight for what we think we deserve or what the goals we're trying to accomplish? He was very adamant today when he was talking about this basketball team. A couple of NFL headlines today. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's, son, he's going to be suspended for two games for violating the league's PED policy, something about where he didn't properly submit paperwork in terms of something he was using in terms of his recovery. And to double down with it, sounds like he's going to get released by the Raiders as well. So no more guaranteed money for Jimmy. Yeah, he, just, he got benched for Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. He got benched for Aiden O'Connell. Yeah. I mean, they, they were going to make a change of quarterback in Vegas anyway, but I, I think it allows them to get out of that contract if they want, not owe him the kind of money they thought they were going to have to owe him, even if they cut him or something along those lines. Um, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo um, didn't quite work out, did it? No. <laughs> it didn't, no. Didn't, didn't quite work out for Jimmy Garoppolo when he left the Man, remember when he was at the Patriots? Man, we thought that they... We thought he was. Remember when he was the Patriots and he beat the Cardinals when Brady was suspended? Week one, absolutely. Week one, yeah. Week one. Thought Garoppolo was going to be a good. He was a good quarterback, just not that good. Yeah, just not that good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What was great, however, this gesture by Taylor Swift that a lot of people saw today. Awesome. 
donated $100,000 to yeah. the family of Lisa Lopez Galvan, who was the woman who sadly passed away in the shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. It's awesome. Because not only does Taylor Swift, you know, get, I mean, $100,000 to her probably isn't a lot, but it is a lot to that family. But it also raises awareness and we'll get a lot of other people to vote because there's a lot of those Swifties out there. They're going to see her making a donation. And that probably drives a lot of people to donate 20, 25, 50 bucks to help that family. 100%. Yeah, the goal was $75,000 and she donated $100,000. I mean, they've already, as of this morning, they had more than $100,000 over their goal. So it's it's great. And I saw, I'm looking up at Sports Center today, uh, Patrick Mahomes, his wife, Brittany Mahomes, they're visiting some of the families and some of the people who were who were wounded in the attacks well, yesterday. I just checked that. It has $303,000 Okay, so it's... Yeah. I just checked it out. Uh, she donated, Taylor Swift donated 50 grand and then donated another 50 grand. I mean, right. like, it wasn't all in one shot. It was like, she did 50. She's like, you know what? I'll just do 50 more, you know, because your goal. And it's, it's it's not great why, obviously, but it's great that she responded the way she did. Update from Diamondbacks camp. Manager Tori Lovello said today that Geraldo Perdomo is set to be the team's starting shortstop. Lovello said that Perdomo deserves the opportunity to show he's able to handle that full workload as the everyday shortstop. I wouldn't say that is a surprise. But I think for some national types who maybe thought there was going to be a Jordan, Jordan Lawler, Lawler teasing, yeah. Geraldo Perdomo not battle us, in camp. Not on this we, show. Yeah, we, we knew better. So I think for us, Troy Lovello didn't need to say that. But I do think for some national types, it needed to be said. Because Jordan Lawler, I think a lot of people were looking at him as somebody who could maybe be the starting shortstop. Nope. Uh, they'll, they'll cross that bridge a year from now. He'll get called up at some point this year. But his future at shortstop, I mean, depend, depend very much on what Perdomo does this season. And then Mike, Hayes, Hay, Mike Hazen, oh boy, he had a media session today. He was asked about the reports that he's still looking for a right-handed bat and went on to say this. Yes. I don't have anything to report on that, but yes, we're still, there's still players in the market and we're still, Ken has still um, told me to continue to improve the team any way that we can um, within the, the, the bounds that we kind of have. And, and so we're still out there actively trying to do that. Still out there active trying to improve. 25% of the games they're looking for a right-handed bat to play. They're going to face lefties three out of four times. You're going to face righties three out of four times. So the left-handed bat, Jock Peterson, is going to get a lot more at-bats than whatever righty they bring in. But if they can get a righty at a reasonable price to face the, you know, to face... Um, you know, the lefties, then they'll, they'll look at that. Remind, we talked about this story about a week and a half ago. It was Grichik, Randall Gritchick, Adam Duvall. Adam Duvall. And Tommy and Tommy. I couldn't remember Duvall. I knew there were three right-handed names that were out there that were available. Still, by the way... Still a lot of unsigned guys around Major League Baseball. Just thought I'd point that J.D. out. J.D. Martinez, Still, Blake oh Snell, Jordan Montgomery, yes. uh, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Still a bunch of really good players around. Guy won a Cy Young. He's unsigned. Yeah, it's nuts. Just nuts. History. Last night in Iowa. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? women's college basketball. Of course, it had to be a logo three, right, Caitlin? That was the only way to do it, so I had to. I told some of my teammates and my coaches, like, if I got a chance in transition, I'm going to launch one, and honestly, I didn't know if it was going to go in, because it was it was a deep one, but then it goes in, and Coach Wooder calls timeout, and I'm just thankful to be surrounded by these people, this place. I'm just so grateful, honestly. 
She was a mile away when she hit that She shot. was a mile away when she hit it. She finished with 49, too, which is a school record Tom as well. Tom Brady, Eli Manning, Dame Lillard, everybody was paying respects to her and homage to her for um, the, for breaking the record. She was a fantastic uh, player. Now, I was watching a little bit after, like, I was looking at the highlights of it. Did they stop the game? Because the other team, just after she hit it, they... They just kept they playing. They eventually called the timeout. Okay. It was something that she had mentioned. But it wasn't in the moment they stopped the like, game. Yeah, you know, I, honestly. Yeah, they took the ball and they advanced it past half court and then the video cut out. I'm, I'm curious to know, when did they call a timeout to honor her for this great accomplishment? Not for nothing, as my friend Gambo would say. Not, Not for, for nothing. nothing. But we were talking about this off the air yesterday. I don't think you were in the room, but I was talking with Lauren and Mitch about this. I thought I just assumed the game was on ESPN because ESPN was hyping the <laughs> hell out of it on Sports Center. It was on it was on Peacock last night. The game was on Peacock. It's like I, I mean a game like that. I mean Peacock. We're gonna let it waste away in the obscurity of an app. What like, did ESPN have last night? I they had another. Did they have Clay Thompson coming off the bench, <laughs> <laughs> knocking down like wait, so like thirty five off the bench. Thirty five off the bench. His first time off the bench since two thousand twelve. I, I mean, have? nothing against Peacock, but Come on, hockey game. You know, what did they? What did they? Just, I don't know. What no, did they, they have? They had another college basketball game. I can't remember if it was a men's or a women's game, but I, they just didn't have the rights to that game last night. I was very surprised that a moment on that like that wasn't on the biggest stage that it possibly could be on. And that is your four o'clock reset. One other quick note: on the same night, Caitlin Clark did that. Francis Marion Center, oh, Lauren Taylor, forty-four rebounds last oh, night. Oh my God! Set an NCAA record for. All divisions ever in the history of college basketball. 44, 44 rebounds. rebounds in 26 minutes she had last night. Do you know how tall she is? Any no, idea? No idea. I Not at, a clue. I looked at Grandpa with a second round pick. taller than everyone else. <laughs> Guaranteed. Grandpa with a second round pick. 44 in 26 minutes. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, championship or bust? All right. What exactly does that mean anyway? What's next here on Arizona Sports? Hey, it's Vince Morata. Join us Tuesday morning as we kick off Newsmakers Week, including visits with Tori Lovello and Jerry Colangelo, starting at 6 on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Always look forward to that from the morning show, and they're all uh, owed a lot of credit for all the hard work that goes into Newsmakers Week. I got a sneak peek of the guest list, and it's it's good. It's great. Like, it is all year long, every year when they do it. Um, the morning show had Suns owner Matt Ishbia on today, who apparently, I think, doing a lot of media today. He was on Pat McAfee's show today as well well and the question was posed to him about hey is this a championship or bust season now you and i'll get in our own thoughts about what exactly that means here's what matt said when he was asked about championship or bust well so it's not championship or bust but it's championship that's what we're trying to do right and so if we don't win the championship we're gonna try to win championship every year like we're not trying to sit here and like you're not gonna find me you're gonna get to know me for a long time i'm not gonna sit here and say oh in five years we're gonna plan to do this (laughs) like don't get excited about my draft picks and five years. We're going to try to win this year, and then we're going to try to win next year. And I'm smart enough to know that we're not going to win every year. I think all the fans that could recognize that. But I hope they know that we're going to try our best, and it's not going to sit there and that's just not how I'm built and how we're built. And so we're going to try to win a championship. It's not bust if we don't, but I promise you, there's not a guy in that locker room, there's not a person uh, on, the, on the staff, any part of the Phoenix Suns or Mercury that doesn't say we're trying to win the championship right now, and we're going to do everything we can in our power to do it. And hopefully they feel that the owner's doing that from his perspective, too. 
So a lot of owners that try that, right? And 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 some succeed and some fail. It's not easy. Um, you don't start to, uh, the Suns do have every other year they do have a draft pick, you know. So it's not like they don't have any draft picks. They get they gave away a lot of draft picks. They don't have a lot of inventory going forward. They don't have a lot of inventory that they can move, but they do have some picks. They could trade their draft picks. Like this year, they have a first round draft pick. The Phoenix Suns can trade that on draft night. They can. They can't trade it now. They can't trade it before the draft, but on draft night, they could move that pick and maybe, you know, trade it with somebody else and get extra picks for the future. So there are some abilities to do things. No one has ever doubted this guy's willingness to win. Now, he's only been here for a short amount of time. He's in a go for it mode all the time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whether it works or not, I don't know, but it's. It's it is refreshing to have somebody that cares so much about winning. There are going to be some years, and I remember you and I talked about this a lot. There are going to be some years where it's just not going to be realistic to expect them to win a championship. That we're just going to it's it's going to happen. We're going to look at the roster and go, it's just not good enough. That is not a potential championship roster. That's inevitable. This is not one of those years. This is a potential championship roster. I I, I listened to that soundbite again, and in the middle of it, he said, "Look, it's not bust if we don't win at all." And when we say bust, you know, is it an epic failure if the Phoenix Suns don't win a championship this year? And what he's trying to say is, look, it's a failure every year if we don't win a championship because we're trying to win a championship every single year. I feel, and this is just me, if we get to the end of the year and the Phoenix Suns don't win a championship, I'm not going to go, oh, man, that was an epic fail. Boy, it's just, but I do think if we get to the end of the Booker KD Beal era and they haven't won a championship... That is an epic thing. Then failure. the approach to trying to win the championship yes, was a fail. That, that was a big fail. Because you gave fail. up five first-round draft picks, and you gave up Mikhail and Cam and Jay, and you, like, you went all in to win. So the whole the process would be a failure. But it's also, it's also really dependent on situations. Like, let's say the Suns are up two games to none in the NBA Finals, but lose the NBA championship. Like they were against Milwaukee? Like they were against Milwaukee. Would I... Come back in here the day after that and go, that's a that's a failure. Was that you season failed. a failure? I guess season was not a failure. The year before, they were in a damn bubble. I know. They barely got in a bubble. That season they made it to the NBA Finals was one of the most glorious seasons in the history of Suns basketball. Nobody sits here, Nobody is sitting there and saying, that's a failure. Well, why? They made it to the NBA Finals. It shocked the world. They won two games. They gave everybody this magic carpet ride that lasted forever. You know? I mean, yeah, everybody everybody thought they were Aladdin on top of a magic carpet while that season was going on. I mean, many of us, we were like, we had booked vacations not with no idea that the Suns would be well, in the NBA Finals. That was you, not me, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was you, not me. I, I held out hope just in case I was here for all of those games. But, I mean, but when you come that close, I mean, there's a difference. I guess the, for me, the key is there's a difference between being disappointed and saying it's a failure. Like, you know, it, it's was I disappointed that they were up two games to none in the NBA Finals and they lost? You're like, damn right I was. I totally agree with you. For, for a long, long time, I was disappointed. But was that season a failure? A failure is well, losing, well, winning 19 games under Igor Kokoshkov, winning 20 no, games, I'll, 21 I'll, games, I'll, I'll 22. Go further. I'll go, a failure is winning 64 games and getting bounced in the second round of the Dallas Mavericks. That's a failure. That's a big time failure. That is different levels of failure. That, that's that you you failed. But how many seasons were a complete failure for the Phoenix Suns? Oh, so for many, six years many, in a row, even many. with Booker here, they, it was a, those seasons were epic failures. But I will also say that there is a point this year in the season where if the Suns don't get to this round of the playoffs, that round of the playoffs, then I will say that's a failure. I'll go okay, they, they failed. 
What if they, they what if they just what if they just get a tough matchup in the first round to lose? I feel like the way this team is built, they should be better than a tough matchup. They should they should be built to compete with the Clippers and the Nuggets. But they had a lot of injuries and they gave away a portion of the season and not wouldn't be able to win a lot of games and put them behind the eight ball. They ended up with a first 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 round matchup and they lose. I think if we come in here and they've lost in the first round of the playoffs, I think we're gonna look at it as a failure. I think we're gonna say, now you, you try it again next year because yeah. you still have your big three and the, the era hasn't failed, but they get bounced in the first round. I don't know how we're not gonna think that's a failure. It 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 will be. I'm just asking the question. Yeah, no, yeah I get it. I get it. You know, and, and here's the thing. We I'm gonna tell everybody this right now. We're gonna do open phones on this in the next segment. So we'd like to hear from you at 602-260-9870. When I say to you championship or bust, and you're a listener of the Burns and Gambo show, what does that mean? Well, what does that mean to you? What is it like? They have to win it this year. It's a failure. Do they have to get to the Western Conference Finals or it's a failure? Can you have a successful season without winning at all? Right. 602-260-9870. You've heard what we think about championship or bust. You've heard what Matt Ishbia thinks about it. What do you think about it? 602-260-9870. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. You can subscribe right now on your iPhone or your Android. You can listen to us whenever you want, like you would your favorite podcast. The Burns and Gambo Show podcast brought to you this week by your Valley Chevy dealers. Time to open up the phones, as I mentioned, when we come back. Your calls on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Open phones. Championship or bust? The hell does that even mean? <laughs> like it's it's like it means so many different things to so many different people. Gambo and I just had a ten minute conversation yeah. about it, and I, I I think we're kind of on the same page, but I, I think there's just different levels to how this is going to work. So we thought we'd ask you at 602-260-9870. We've got some full phone lines on this Friday afternoon, which we always appreciate. So we're going to start with Brandon in Tempe. He's joining us right now here on Arizona Sports on this Friday. Brandon, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for the call. Bernsey Gambo, happy Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So what, yeah. So what I'll say is, is it champ- I think it's been championship or bust let's let's be real here this team has been around since 68 right we went through uh a lot of stuff barkley we went through nash and stoudemire uh we went through 2021 chris paul and devin booker like it's championship or bust for those of us who haven't just been on this bandwagon for the last two years we bleed purple it's our team. We need to see a championship. And I will say this till I'm blue in the face. No city deserves a championship more than the city of Phoenix. That's what I'll say. I'll say that it's great to be in that conversation because those years when the Phoenix Suns were really struggling, winning 19 games, 21 games, 24, 23, and that was in a row. Five years in a row, those were the winning records. We would have died for not for a, cha- a chance to be one of the five or six teams that can win it all. And they are. They're one of the five or six teams that can win it all. That's a great place to be. Now, whether you think it's a bust if they don't make it or not, that's up to you. Jeff and Phoenix, next up, we've got a line open at 602-260-9870. Jeff, happy Friday to you, man. What's on your mind? Yeah, same to you guys. Um, uh, looking forward to this uh, All-Star Weekend, first of all. Look to see Durant and Booker, hopefully... Uh, give us a showing, but um, I think championship or bust is is accurate. 
it's either a championship or the season's a failure. And it's because of the expectations that were set. Um, I mean, Kevin Durant doesn't play an NBA season if he doesn't think he can win a championship. Is it I championship mean, or bust for the, for the Diamondbacks? Uh, I think it should be, but when the Dodgers spend $1.2 billion in your division, it's hard to... It's hard to have that expectation. We're, the, the Suns are like the Dodgers in the NBA. They've spent the most money. They're going for it all. If they don't win, it's a bust, in my opinion. Okay. Now, I appreciate the phone call. Um, it's... it's <laughs> It's it's tricky because it, you would think it would be like that every single year. It's, I like the fact that fans here think that if you don't win a championship, it's a failure because that's the kind of expectation that the best sports markets, that's the expectation they hold their teams totally to. Totally agree. Right? Totally agree like with you. It's, it's, yep. it, you're a big-time sports market. Expect to win. When you say to your team, if you don't win at all, you have failed. And that is something that I think we miss sometimes around here because we have expectations. Oh, and they weren't supposed to be that good. And last year they won 19 games and blah, blah, blah. William and Scottsdale's next up here on Burns and Gamble. William, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Happy Friday. Yeah. Um, I, I think it absolutely is championship or bust. I mean, you know, we're paying this much into the luxury tax. And I think we're a little bit spoiled because, you know, Ishbia is brand new. But, you know, you can't expect him to do this for the next 20, 30 years as long as he's going to be here as the owner. And, you know, we're in Devin Booker's prime. Kevin Durant's not getting any older. So who knows? Like, this might be the best chance you have. Thanks, Kevin guys. Durant's not getting any older. He, he misspoke. He meant to say Kevin <sighs> Durant's not getting any younger. You're right. He doesn't seem to be getting any older. I actually agree with you. I actually agree. It doesn't seem like he's getting older. He just continues to play at a level like he's 30. It's, it's great. It's always my favorite part of the show when the guy who can't really talk all that well gives people crap for not talking yeah, all that well. But gives me it's crap. It's I always, can do it too. It's always my favorite part. It's like, okay, here comes the pot calling the kettle black. Well, I mean, as you can see, our video streamers can see the whiteboard behind Gamba where he tallies each time he gets a win. That's it right. doesn't seem like Durant's getting older. You're right. Brooker's in his prime. This is the time to win. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's go to uh, Eli in Sun City next up here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hi, Eli. Welcome back to the show, man. Hey, Burns and Gambo. What's going on? What's going on? Yeah, I just had to do it. Just had to do no, it. I know, I know. Um, yeah, championship or bust, I believe that's true. Um, I really like, um, you know, Matt Ishbia and his, his, like, you know, just go after it attitude. And um, I need to go back and watch all these uh, things, you know, on the Pat McAfee show, all that stuff. I need to go back and re-listen to um, him on in the morning um, with Bickley and Murata. And, uh, you know, I ordered a, uh, a Gatorade um, collab box from DJ Khaled, and I finally got the actual towel that the players have. So <laughs> if we lose a game, I'm just going to sit there with the towel over my head like Steph Curry does with my mouth. He's hanging out after we lose. But love the show, guys. Love you. Have Thanks, a good Eli. One. We appreciate it. That, that, that conjures up quite the image, right? You're sitting at home by yourself. You've got the Gatorade towel over your head. You're chewing on your mouthpiece because of the sun's loss. That's a good look. That's a good look. Look, I, I think that there are, I, I think that if, whether you, if you want to call it a bust, call it a bust, right? It's, it, it'll be definitely disappointing and to some a failure. Maybe it is a failure because they put this team together that they didn't win. 
But man, those years that you were winning twenty one basketball games compared to the enjoyment that you get going to a boat, going to a basketball game now is just so different. Corey and Avondale. No, I'm sorry, Eric, who's actually joining us from Veterans Memorial Coliseum. What's going on down there, Eric? What are you What are you doing? My daughter's actually at a wrestling championship for the state of Arizona. No way! That's oh, so, so cool. cool. Congrats. What weight class? Yes. One sixty five. All right. Where, is she Is she favored? Right now, she's one and one. So one one lost one. So oh. the highest she can get right now is third place. Third place. Okay. So can't it, lose again. Is there a big tournament going on at the Bad House of McDowell? Yep, it's the uh, state championship for that's, the whole state of Arizona. That's all. God, I haven't been at the Madhouse McDowell in years. Wrestling is huge in New York. Huge. Uh, championships. Yeah. Their state championships are always in Syracuse. Oh, go ahead. Let me, I, I shouldn't talk. It's your opportunity. Go ahead, William. <laughs> so, big fan of you guys. I listen to you every day before and after work. Listen to the whole station. I'm a diehard Suns fan. And I will, I will say I won't count it a, a bus. I will say, as a Suns fan, I remember when Kevin Johnson was drafted to the Suns. I actually seen him at the barbershop the day he was drafted here. Not drafted, but traded. Traded, here. traded, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I'm a huge Suns fan. I won't say it's a bust, but I am expecting great things for this team. And hopefully, going into the future, we can try to get players who aren't at the end of their prime, but in the beginning... Well, that's going to be tricky. Yeah, um, not now. It's that's going to be tricky now for the next couple of years, and it's it's going to be not having any draft picks is going to make that even trickier. I I, I think Eric, I, I tend to look at it the same way you do. I, I I do not look at it like as a year by year thing. I kind of look at it as like an era thing. Was it a failure that Charles Barkley's sons didn't win a championship? Yes. Nash Amari Marion. Was Marian. it a failure that Nash Amari and Marion didn't win a championship? You're damn right it was. Will it be a failure if Durant this Booker. era of Suns basketball fails to bring home a championship? Yes. Was the Chris Paul era a failure? I don't think it was. Um... I don't think that was a failure. Do, is it the same era? Does it count as... No, the, it's that ended. It, it ended when he left. I think it was a failure. Wow. I, they won 64 games. They were in the bubble the year before, and they, they, they were terrible the they, year before they, they Chris Paul got there. Went the NBA finals. They were in the finals his first year. They won sixty four games his second year. Yeah. The Chris Paul era was a failure. They didn't win a championship. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. wow. Isn't okay. that the, isn't that the standard we want to hold this team to? I, they, they didn't start off where this team started off. Where Kevin Durant started off. Chris Paul started off with a team that. Was like when they got to the bubble, they were like fifteen games under five hundred. But 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 forget the bubble. Forget about what what happened after that. They went to the finals. They won sixty four games. The next year, they, they gotta get a championship out of that. You were two wins away from I'm winning gonna the NBA championship. I'm going okay. to I'm gonna, I'm gonna respectfully disagree with you on that. As long as you do it respectfully, I'm going to respectfully disagree. <laughs> hey, tell your daughter to try a lateral drop on that next opponent. Good luck, Eric, to yeah. your daughter. Uh, let's sink in one more. Let's go to Corey and Avondale here on the Burns and Gamble Show. Hi, Corey. Hey, how we doing, fellas? Good. What's up? Hey, just wanted to weigh in on the championship of bus. Hey, man, first of all, man, to, I've only been here like a year and a half, and to be in a market where, you know, there are multiple sports teams and, and having, you know, multiple teams in contention, you know, with the Diamondbacks, uh, the WNBA team, you know, the Suns, man. And, and I, I think the biggest thing that, you know, from an owner's perspective, that was done was actually bringing the championship culture to the franchise, man. I think uh, that was great. Me being a Saints fan for so long, as long as I can remember. I mean, guys, you, you have no idea what disappointment means. Uh, I remember when we used to wear bags over our heads. So, yeah. I mean, I mean to come to a place, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to come into a place where, you know, the, the championship mentality is taken seriously, and, and, and mind you, you can only change, you know, a, a losing culture to a championship culture with sweat in the gym and money in the bank. And, and I think from an ownership perspective, they brought that, and, and I think that that will cascade for uh, season after season. You know, the, the minute he brought Kevin Durant, I mean, that should have let you know how serious it was. Did you like I mean, Bob? Did you that's like? That's not a one trick. Did you like Bobby Abear in New I'm Orleans sorry, or no? Man, hey, look, I love Bobby Abear in New Orleans. He he was he was uh, uh, kind of a hometown boy because he was from the area area. I mean, it made for great storylines, and you wanted him to win. He was a part of the organization, like you know anybody that takes to the Saints. They know that the Saints is a real loving organization as far as its players are concerned. They, the city wraps their arms around you. You, you. you know, if you're a player there, you don't pay for anything to eat. I in bet. Town. Yeah, so, I bet. I mean, it, it, it's a great. It, yeah, you know what I'm saying. As far as fans are concerned, we love on our players. Yeah. And, and the thing about it is, if we had that that same type of 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 tools that you that that they have in the tool that you guys have in the toolbox toolbox here. Then I mean, man, we we would definitely love and enjoy going and seeing everything. We'd be glued to the TV and in the stands. Corey, we appreciate so, the I phone mean, call. Yeah, no, we got to go. We appreciate the phone call. Thank you for listening. Thank you for chiming in. Thank you for everybody who chiming in. If we didn't get to you, sorry, but we've been doing these calls a lot more as of late. So keep listening to Burns and Gambo show, and you might get a chance to get on. When we come back, though, want to turn our attention back to the National League pennant champion Arizona Diamondbacks. Feels like the roster is kind of set. Mike Hazen said today, not yet. We'll tell you what he's talking about coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show. Hey, it's Wolf. Have a happy and safe holiday weekend and come back ready for baseball. So who needs a strong Cactus League performance? We get going Tuesday at 10 a.m. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. All right, welcome back to the Burns and Gambo Show. Mike Hazen today, general manager of the National League champ Arizona Diamondbacks. He probably wouldn't want me saying that because he's trying to get everyone to forget the fact that they won the championship last year and just focus on now. Um, are they still looking to add? Yes, they are still looking to add, said Mike Hazen. Yes. I don't have anything to report on that, but yes, we're still there's still players in the market, and we're still Ken has still um, told me to continue to improve the team any way that we can um, within the, the the bounds that we kind of have, and and so we're still out there actively trying to do that. I gotta think. I'm sorry. I know you're gonna th- go ahead. Go ahead. Chime in. Nope. Go ahead. I gotta think at some point, dudes are gonna want to get a job, and dudes who are hanging out for more money. Then the money they thought we'll they settle. were going to get, we'll settle. They'll settle. They'll yeah. go, okay, you know what? I need a job. I need to come in. Yeah. I'll come in. And I, at that point, I think the Diamondbacks could strike and get themselves a right hand. But what bat. the Diamondbacks have to offer is not a lot of at bats for a right handed DH. This division is very heavily favored and slanted towards right-handed pitching. And so that's why the lefty makes a lot of sense. Three out of every four games is probably going to see, you know, a right-handed pitcher. So the righty that comes in that is only going to face lefties, well, you're not going to get as many at-bats as Jacques Peterson. He'll probably get about 70% of the bats. Yeah. You may get about 30% of the at-bats if you're looking at the DH spot. That's fair. I, I do think the more balanced schedule kind of balances that out a little bit, too. You don't play as many games you know, against your division rivals in this new schedule as you used to. But I would agree, you're, you're, what you're selling is not as many at-bats. But again, it's sort of a... 
it's a supply and demand thing. It's like, hey, if you can if you can do better than what we're offering, go do it. Right. You know, go find it. Go find right. a job. And if you can't, then we're here. I checked on Tommy Pham and what the, what I what I was told by the organization was he's look, he's right. He's really looking for full time work. He wants to be able to play on a regular basis. The Diamondbacks don't have that to offer. So he would have to come down off of what he right. expects to say, OK, I'll settle for this. Better to get two hundred bats than no bats. Yeah, and, and that's and that's where that's where I think I don't know when. I mean, what the games start a week from today? I think a week from yesterday is the first. Mitch, look at the first Cactus League game. When is it? I think it's I think it's a week from yesterday. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a detail. Um, I think when the spring training games start and the Grapefruit League starts and the Cactus League starts playing games, I think some of these guys, especially some of these fringe guys will come to work. Blake Snell can hold out. Jordan Montgomery can hold out. Uh, Matt Chapman can hold out. Tommy Pham, he's going to want a job. Randall Gritchick, he's going to want a job. You know, like he he's, you're not in a position where you're waiting around for a nine-figure contract. You're going to want a gig to get paid. And I think when that happens, that's when like, okay, Whit Merrifield today. Signed a one-year deal with the Philadelphia Phillies. All right, I bet he wanted more money. Eduardo Escobar. And minor league deal. Right. Minor league deal, I think, was it with the Blue Jays? I think you're right. With the Blue Jays. Minor league deal. Now, some guys do like to play it. Let me go two weeks into spring training and see if somebody gets hurt. Let me, let me, some guys like to slow play that with the gamble that, okay, if somebody gets hurt, they're more desperate than I'll collect. But the problem with that is kind of what you're alluding to. There's a lot of players out there. Yes, there are. So even if somebody gets hurt, you know, you're a team. Okay, there's five guys right now that can come and fill the spot. Who wants to come in for the lowest amount of money? Yep. And I think for that reason, the Diamondbacks have played this really, really well. Really well. Just just patient. wait. Just be patient. They'll come. They'll come. Eventually. If you build it, they will come. Yes. Eventually, they will want a job. Got they'll, an A on my wife's list of movies, by the way. Field the Dreams was, got an A. It was a good movie. It was mm -hmm. good. You know, I... I I felt bad about that yesterday. Which did you, you? I did. In fact, I should probably send Chelsea a, a text message and apologize to her. Because, I mean, look, all right. So she doesn't like some of the movies from the 80s that I love. You know what? My wife hates some of the movies that I love. She hates does. them. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, some of the, like, Seven, the first time I took my wife to see Seven. Oh, I love that movie. We were, so did I. I walked out of that movie, and she's like, if you ever take me to anything like that again, we're done. She goes, really? Oh, gosh. Like divorce? Oh, well, well, I mean, maybe she's like, wow. easy. Yeah, Gabe. easy. I don't know. She wasn't like, going to leave you me because I took to her to like Seven. That, it was a, over. It was a little bit of hyperbole, but, wow. but it, it was that, and then... There was another serial killer movie that I took her to, I think the week after Seven. It was called Copycat with I remember that. Sigourney Weaver and Holly Hunter. I remember that. And I think I it was, um, who was the, the jazz singer guy? He was the bad guy. Um, Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. was the bad guy in that movie. And that one also was like really grisly and violent and nasty and awful. And my wife's like, quit taking me to these movies. She hates Stop. the gory stuff. Stop it. That's I why she can't watch the Vikings movies. I get it. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, don't so I, I thought about it. Like, we were we were ripping Chelsea yesterday because she didn't like some of the 80s movies. She gave, an F, she gave an F to The Breakfast Club, Say Anything, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, it's fine. It's fine. and Close Encounters of the Third it's Kind. Fine. She's fine. entitled to her opinion. She gave an A to The Karate Kid. <laughs> And an A to Can't Buy Me Love, starring Todd Walsh, and an A to 16 Candles. Does everybody know why Mitch is saying this? What did he say? 
She's entitled to her opinion, Mitch said. I she's, strongly support any grade she gives any movie. She's also trying to get me a pair of oh, book ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's support good. anything Chelsea Gambadoro does and says about movies. She's the best. She's better than Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see like, if I can lift my do you know, foot. Do you know yeah. what it's like to be married to somebody who who hates Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Uh, you know what? Who hates the Breakfast Club? I, I, I can, How could you hate the Breakfast Club? I would just as easily say, uh, what's it like to be married to someone who hates Seven? But I'm like, I, I Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Yeah. I freaking love that. Everybody's got different tastes. Chelsea hated it. I apologize yesterday. Gambo might not apologize, but I apologize yesterday for... for mm. if, that, if that's how you feel about those movies, we're all entitled to our opinion. Can't we all just get along? When we come back on the Burns and Gambo Show, NBA All-Star Weekend, it's upon us. You excited about it? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show.